0: Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? Get in touch with technology with Tech Stuff from HowStuffWorks.com. Join Josh and Chuck, the guys who bring you stuff you should know, as they take a trip around the world to help you get smarter in a topsy-turvy economy. Check out the all-new Super Stuff Guide to the Economy from HowStuffWorks.com. Available now exclusively on iTunes. Hi there everybody and welcome to Tech Stuff. My name is Chris Polette. I'm an editor here at HowStuffWorks.com. And as usual, I have sitting next to me, Senior Writer Jonathan Strickland. Ni
1: How. <laughs> All right. Howdy. And uh, today we thought we'd try something brand new. You know, we've done a couple of different sort of theme podcasts in the past and this time it's a couple. Yeah. Okay. A Couple. Well, we've done a couple, we, you know, Christmas, we've done, uh, oh, done, you the know, New Year's, thing we've done focus s- on the innovators. Right. Right. Okay. Um, this time okay. we're doing a listener mail roundup. Yeehaw. Right, yes. Let's uh, <laughs> get along little doggies. So this first listener mail comes from John from Medford, New York. Guys, can you tell me if there is an easy way to track the GPS in someone's phone? I've seen all sorts of services and expensive equipment out there, but there must be some inexpensive or easy way to it. I think he means to do it. Yeah. Um, listen here, John. Uh-huh. We've learned the hard way <laughs> about this topic. Um, so GPS receivers. The key word in that is receivers. receivers. A receiver <laughs> receives signals. It does not transmit signals. So if you're, you know, with a phone, it's a little different, but let's say you just have a regular GPS receiver. That receiver is not transmitting any data to any other device or service. That's right. Um, what it's doing is it's acting like essentially an antenna and an, and uh, there's a computer in there that analyzes the data, which then tells you where you are. But it's just receiving signals that are being sent out by GPS satellites. And these things are just sending you – know, they're just bombarding the earth with signals, radio signals. That's it. Um, it's like any other radio tower. It's not directed specifically at any individual. It's just hitting a specific area of the world.
0: Yes. And, and that's how that's how the receiver tells. It goes, you know, hey, I seem to be this far from uh, satellite A. I seem to be that far from satellite B. I should be right about here. Exactly. And that's how it – Although uh, usually
1: it's also there's a satellite C. I know. But, I'm simplifying. But yeah, OK,
0: fine. Satellite tri- C.
1: Trilateration. Yes, exactly. So – um. So yeah, but yeah, what it's doing is it's taking these signals and it's comparing the timestamps and, uh, by telling how, how long it takes the signal to get to the receiver, that's, that's how it kind of figures out where on earth you must be. Cause it's like, there's only one spot on earth where this would happen. So you have to be here. So
0: I'm guessing that John wants to find Carmen Sandiego.
1: Yes. Uh, if Carmen Sandiego has a GPS receiver and no other device on her you're just gonna have to follow those clues like the rest of us yep um my guess is she's probably stealing beethoven but uh <laughs> uh oh my gosh i can't believe i can even remember anything about carmen san diego yeah I,
0: you know i just do it out there as a one-timer and all i have just to right say
1: is rock on rockapella all right uh so anyway the um so so just
0: <laughs> you know the the current copyright holders are going to be all over this
1: no no that's all we said was rockapella. We all didn't right, sing all the right, song. All right. We're fine.
0: So, uh yeah, the thing is, uh I'm not quite sure why you want to track somebody else's GPS, and I'm not going to ask. Right, we're that's, going
1: to. Let's, that's tricky. Let's play. Let's play the game. Let's assume that whomever it is you wish to track wants you to be able to find him or her, because that is a lot easier to talk <laughs> about than. You have a, an interest in a particular person and you want to be able to follow them and they not know about it. Cause yes. that's kind of creepy. Yes. So John, we figure you're a stand up guy. Uh, and, uh, so let's say that, you know, you and your buddy, you want to, you want a way to be able to tell where, uh, where people are so that, you know, you can like, oh, I see that he's in the mall too. I can go by and just say, Hey, uh, well, the GPS receiver by itself is not going to do that. However, there are devices that use other methods of, uh, of distributing information that can help you. For instance, there are smartphones that have a GPS receiver, and of course a smartphone also is a phone. I mean, otherwise it's not a phone. Right. right, so that makes sense, right? So anyway, the smartphone can send out signals via either cellular or maybe even radio signals like Wi-Fi um, that could send data about your location to other people. And there are plenty of services that do use this kind of method. Oh
0: yeah, they'll they'll absolutely do that and do it for free. Right. You know, if you're if you're willing to spend the battery it takes <laughs> in order for it to constantly update your location through your cellular provider. Um, you can install one of many many applications to your smartphone that will allow you to do this.
1: And and some of them don't even use the GPS receiver. Some of them just triangulate use, through triangulate the, through the cell towers. Yeah, right. Now that's not as accurate. Usually, or Wi Fi networks, or Wi Fi networks
0: exactly, which is even less accurate.
1: Right. So you can kind of in those cases, you'll just get sort of a general location. Um, you won't be able to pinpoint someone's, uh, location. So you can't send the murder bots to, you know, the corner of fifth and main. Uh, you're going to be like, um, search this three block area and then find my victim. Uh, <laughs> hold off ninjas. Yeah. <laughs> I
0: can't send you in just yet.
1: Right. You should just send the pirates anyway. Cause they'll maraud through the entire town. There you go. You know, ninjas are very precise. And, uh, anyway, we're getting off topic. So the, if you have a, a phone that uses these sort of, uh, uh these sort of uh, applications, then you can keep track of someone if that person has installed those applications on his or her phone, and usually designates you as someone who can look at that information. Yeah, some of them some of them broadcast the information to the general public. True, but others are more like there's a network, like a kind of a network of friends, like you would have on Twitter, where just people within that network can see where you are at any given time.
0: Yeah. I mean, there, are, there are other devices too that aren't phones, like, uh, the Spark Nano from Lightning GPS. Mm. Um, it's a little, uh, gadget. It's about the size of a nine volt battery. Um, it costs $299 and, uh, $45 a month for the service, which is probably the expensive thing you were talking about. Right. Uh, And, uh, this, this actually got a lot of press. I saw lots and lots of, uh, articles about this one. Must have good PR folks. Anyway, um, basically what it does is it, you know, lets you track somebody. You sign up for it and, uh, it sends information back to the service and says, Hey, this person is at this location. Um, one application you could use this for is say you had a student latchkey kid, uh, you know, your son or daughter and you wanted to know, are they going to be okay? You know, are they going to make it home? Because they're walking home. They're going to let themselves in when they get there. Well, it actually will tell you if they hit the safe zone. So you can designate this location, this GPS location as a safety zone. Um, and it will basically, you can go on the website and go, Oh, uh, yep. Chester made it home. Fine. Everything's all right. There is a panic button too. If something happens, it can summon help. So, I mean, that's the exact kind of thing that it could be used, but, um, similar devices have been used by law enforcement authorities. Sure. And, and uh, you know, they could be attached to a car. They're even, um, there are other applications too athletes use them and uh, their coaches can tell how fast they're going because it's using gps information to see well they made it this far in this amount of time um there's all kinds of stuff that this is being used for uh yeah. and you know there are questions when the police use it over whether or not it's a violation of uh of privacy, privacy right. and things like that as a matter of fact there's a case right here in, in Georgia where they're considering passing a law uh that would make it a violation of privacy for anybody other than like the owner of a vehicle or uh you know the police to track a GPS like that.
1: What would Sting want with all that information? Oh, the municipal police. Right.
0: right. The cops. Gotcha. You know, those people that they have the show on TV about.
1: Don't stand so close to me. <laughs> um but one of the for example, one of the applications we talked about earlier, uh the a good example would be the the Google my location oh yeah um which i have on my HTC G1 Google Android phone yep and um yeah that one triangulates through cell towers and people can see if, if they're added to your network they can see where you are i don't have anyone added to my network so i only see me and it's kind of sad but i know where i am <laughs> which by the way came in handy when i was walking around other cities
0: yeah yep. yeah yeah But things like Brightkite, Yahoo's Fire Eagle, there's, there are all kinds of services out there. Dodgeball
1: did it. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, the thing is you can use these for, uh, for all kinds of great social networking applications if you really want to. I mean, you can open up your location to the general public and people will find you and go, Hey, I'm down the street. You want to meet up for a drink? Mm -hmm. And if you're willing to meet a complete stranger who randomly said, Hey, I found you through your GPS location and I know where exactly where you are.
1: And then, of course, there's – uh, There was a Boost Mobile. Yeah. Mobile had the where you're – where you at campaign. Uh, oh, yeah. But yeah, that was the same sort of thing. It had exactly. it triangulated and sent that information to people within your network so that that way they would know where you were at any given time. Um, I don't know that I would necessarily add people to my network. I don't know that I want people to know where I am all the time. Uh I'm pretty sure they don't want to know where I am all the time so I don't see why they would add me to be perfectly honest um, unless they just wanted to have fair warning before I showed up <laughs>
0: like belling the cat.
1: That that I totally understand. But uh I hope that answers your question. Really what it comes down to is if the person wants to share that information, it's easy. If the person does not want to share that information, you probably shouldn't be looking into it, and it's not easy. And, it,
0: and it's probably not going to be legal, especially if this uh, this new law sets a precedent if it gets passed into right. a law, I should say, sure, um, because it is still not passed. Um, and I'm not quite sure how you would steal a signal. I mean what we're talking about there is the law enforcement authorities or private investigators or whomever clipping a GPS device to you. So, I mean, that's one thing. Stealing somebody else's signal, I'm not – you'd have to commandeer the uh, the frequency it of would, the phone.
1: It would only make sense if you're talking about like like the parent of a child and you enable this feature on right. a phone and the child is unable to disable the feature. Yeah. That would make sense. Yeah. You know? That's true. All right. Well, then uh, I guess that will move us on to our second email. OK. Uh, I'm not going to do the, the, the warning signal this time. Oh, OK. Yeah. All right. So it's up to you. This comes from Ben. <clears throat> hey guys, love your podcast and all the things I learn on my daily walks. I was coming home from work the other day and thought of an issue that I thought might make a cool podcast for you. A lot of credit cards these days have a little square gold chip on the front of the card. What is that for and what what does it do that a regular credit card doesn't? As well as a couple years back, there was talk about innovations to credit cards and debit cards for that matter, that stores may soon be able to scan your card and your purchases barcodes as you leave the store and debit the amount off your card without you having to go through a checkout at all. Does any of this ring a bell with something that you two have heard of, or does it make no sense at all? If you could find anything or know anything, I would love to hear it in a future podcast. Thanks guys, Ben. Well, Ben, if you're in Europe... You've been using this for a while. So I'm guessing you are one of our uh, fellow Americans because uh over in uh, Europe and other parts of the world the this is not an unusual thing at all. In fact, it's pretty much common practice almost to the point now where it can be problematic for an American traveling overseas to purchase things using an old-fashioned credit card. Yeah. Um and yeah. this, this comes down to four letters.
0: Uh, those would be R, F, I, and D. Yes. Radio frequency identification. Yes. And, uh, basically the, the chip that you're talking about is, um, is a little piece of transistor material that yeah, it's uh, carries information. circuit. Yeah, it's an integrated circuit that carries material. And they can be made of a lot of different things. They yeah. can actually have a little computer on board.
1: Yes. Although those are, uh, you know, kind of expensive. Right. And and they're usually found in things other than credit and debit cards. We should yep. go ahead and first st- say that these smart chips is kind of the common term for them. But these smart chips can be found in all sorts of different cards, not just credit cards or debit cards. Um, for example, Paulette and I both use one on a daily basis just to get to work. Yep. Because we take uh, the public transportation system here in Atlanta called MARTA. And they rely on something called a breeze card. And the breeze card has the, this sort of smart chip technology in it. And that's what allows you to you go through the little turnstiles. And it, uh, the ones that we have keep track of what date they were activated. And then, uh, others might keep track of how many trips are on the card. But that's the same sort of thing. It's this, this technology. You put it to a scanner. The scanner identifies the card. It knows whether or not the card is valid, and then it activates or doesn't activate the uh, turnstile.
0: And the Breeze card is made of paper. So uh, if you um, are in Atlanta or if you have a uh, transportation authority that uses a similar card, you can hold it up to the light. And you'll see the, the wiring inside of it.
1: Yeah, the it's kind of, it's kind of funny. It is pretty neat.
0: Um, but, uh, that sort of isn't exactly what you were talking about. Um, no, I did similar. think of another application that we use every day. What's that? Both of us, uh, use a, um, GSM cell phone. Ah, oh, yes, that's true. And uh, those come with little itty bitty smart cards. Yes. Uh, if you have a cell phone from a GSM provider, uh, such as T-Mobile or AT&T, you'll see they came with a big credit card size thing, and generally they break out this itty bitty smart chip, and they stick it in your phone, and that chip is what allows the uh, the phone to communicate with the network.
1: So you might think, okay, well, if I can get a credit card that has this chip in it, and you can just sort of you know wave it in front of a, a scanner. Um, and then purchase something. How safe is that? Well, if that were all there were to it, that's not safe at all. Because there are actually devices out there that can, uh, record the, the signature of an, uh, of one of these smart chips and sort of create a copy of it. It's called spoofing. Um, and if that were all there were to it, where you just had to spoof the signature of this card, that would be a nightmare. Uh, because it would mean that someone could easily steal someone's credit card uh, number, essentially, and go on a shopping spree. Uh, fortunately, most of the the credit and debit cards that use this technology over in Europe uh, also require the user to enter a PIN number. So it's the chip and PIN system, or PIN and chip, I think. And uh, you know, you, the the card says, "Okay, I, this this is what lets me buy stuff." The PIN number verifies it. And then you can purchase whatever. So that way, if someone just were to accidentally leave their card behind in, I don't know, a restaurant that they frequent way too often, like me, um, you wouldn't have to worry about someone just picking it up and then going out and buying tons and tons of stuff because they'd also need your PIN number before they could do it. So it's actually fairly secure. It's not, a, you know, when I first heard about it, I was like, what keeps anyone from just copying the signal and just going crazy and, you know, running up and down Oxford Street buying everything they can?
0: Yeah, I mean no. that's that's the thing it's it's ultra convenient to uh to imagine and and there are some places in the United States that, that do that I can think of a couple uh uh gas companies sure. where you can buy gas using their proprietary smart chip um and uh there are some fast food companies I could think of too that that read the cards um JP Morgan Chase and American Express have had smart uh, chips in their cards for years. As a matter of fact, uh the blue card. I remember the ads saying that that chip protects you when you go online. I was going, yeah, but that's an RFID chip. I'm not sure how that protects you when you're plugging the yeah. numbers in on I'm your keypad. I'm not really sure that. Worked. I still haven't figured well, yeah, that out. I don't yet.
1: know that one either.
0: Um, and somebody writes in to ask. I'll have to find out. But <laughs> in the meantime. Um We're just going to skip right over it. Yeah, we're going to skip right over it because <laughs> I don't get it. Yeah, I me mean, neither. Uh, the other thing to keep in mind, um okay, so that's ultra convenient, and it can be very secure if you combine it with something like a pin. But, okay, so what you're talking about, the shopping thing, you've got to plug in – in order for that system to work, you have to plug in an RFID chip on every single product. And yeah, that if- can be – Expensive. Well,
1: not only that, but you also have to create, you know, build in RFID readers, scanners. Exactly. In all of those businesses. That's the main reason why we haven't seen this in uh, a wide range rollout in the United States. It's because it would be really expensive to replace all that equipment and and that's what's holding people back that's what's holding back you know the banks and financial institutions are are really slow to adopt this technology just because it's a huge headache to try and convert everything over um That also means it's a huge headache for anyone traveling overseas because we're using the old magnetic strip on our credit cards and debit cards. And a lot of the places in Europe have switched over so that it only reads the the smart chip. You put the card in a reader and it, it detects the smart chip and then prints out your receipt. Um Well, if you don't have a smart chip, it can't do that. And some of them don't have the magnetic readers anymore for the strip. So you have to see if they have one of those old credit card carbon copy uh, machines in the back but uh i i mean it's that's an that's a problem and hopefully the united states will eventually switch over to this smart chip technology to at least make it easier for for global travelers like you know yours truly i like to i like to jet set
0: well you know if you do like to jet set your uh, your passport if you get a new passport the united states does have a smart chip in that passport that's true which also freaks people out because uh they have to deal with the the idea that somebody might be able to scan their identity just by walking nearby right. with an antenna and there are there are a lot of other people who i mean there are there are extremes that you can take this to like some people have actually gone to the trouble to have their RFID uh chips implanted in their bodies yeah um i read an article about a guy who uh, actually keyed his motorcycle with an RFID chip so all he had to do was put his hand on it and it would It would function as the key. He could press the starter and it would read the RFID chip in his hand and know it was him and start the engine.
1: I just wanted that story to end with, and then the motorcycle was stolen and we now call the guy Lefty.
0: No, I wasn't going to go there. Darned. Uh, there are also people who see biblical interpretations of this and say this is the, you know, mark of the beast you can't do the business with. Right. Uh, regardless of whether you believe it or not, it's kind of interesting to think about because you went, well, yeah, I mean, if they did away with other, uh, you know, with other means of paying for stuff and I had to have the number implanted in me, Wow, that's kind of creepy. You know that that right. that you could see that the how people would make that connection. Uh, I don't necessarily believe that that you know is the case, but I th- I think it's you know it, it makes sense that someone would make that connection. Sure, is what I'm yeah. saying.
1: Yeah, no, I got you. Um, got so, so there
0: are people there are people who are you know seeing this in all sorts of different in all sorts of different ways, and people who are making wallets that are uh, you know basically restricting the signal from being transmitted outside your, your wallet so that if someone bumps you with an RFID reader, that they can't steal that information off the chip.
1: And and I have heard that it is actually harder to spoof the information off of a smart chip than it is the magnetic, uh, the essentially magnetic tape, the magnetic strip that we have on our cards right now. So That'd theoretically it's... Huh? That would be good. Yeah, theoretically it's easier to actually copy the technology we're using now than it is to copy the smart chips. You just have to have the right equipment to, and we've, we've seen this happen. We've seen, you know, uh, uh, rings of, of credit card thieves who had installed software on various, um, uh, scanners in in different, uh, stores and they were collecting credit card numbers and debit card numbers and pin numbers as well. And, um, so, I mean, it sounds at first when you start talking about wireless, you always think, oh, well, that's automatically less secure than uh, than any other like a, a hard copy method or whatever, something that's not necessarily wireless. Uh, in this case, um, I think we can say that the smart chip technology is at least as secure or if you prefer as insecure as the dominant technology in the United States.
0: Yes, if you tease it, it will completely fall to pieces
1: because it's insecure. Right. It took me a second. That was like a little joke grenade. <laughs> I I hope I jumped on that for the rest of you. Um I'm done.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't really have anything else to add. That's it. And I but, don't have uh, any
1: more emails to go through really? for this for this episode. Okay. <clears throat> so, um we hope to do more of these in the future. We very much like to um respond to readers. So, if you have a question uh, if, if it's a short one, that's okay. we can group them together like we have here. Uh, if it's a longer answer, then we'll we'll tackle that as well. You could write us at techstuff at housetuffworks dot com and remember we have blogs up. you can follow uh, our blogging exploits, Chris and I blog once per day and uh we have lots of interesting things to say there that we don't necessarily cover in the podcast, so check those out, too. You can go to HowStuffWorks.com, look in the right-hand side. You'll see the links there. And, of course, if you want to read more about RFID technology and other things like credit card technology, uh, we have articles up on the site. That's at HowStuffWorks.com, and we will talk to you again really soon. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. And be sure to check out the new Tech Stuff blog,
0: now on the HowStuffWorks homepage. Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you?